0: India is really on fire when it comes to experimentation. So when I think India, I think about possibility.
1: Welcome to the Think India series of audio and video podcast by Brand Capital International. This is the place where you're gonna to see top insiders, entrepreneurs and innovators who are gonna come and share with us their secrets on how to build a company ground up and take it global. All coming from the hub of innovation, the Silicon Valley. I welcome everyone to the Think India series by Brand Capital International, and our today's guest is Mr. Jack Hiddery who is the Head of Artificial Intelligence and Quantum Computing at Alphabet X. Hi, Jack. Thank you for being on my show out here. Great to be How here. How are you today? Great,
0: great. It's very exciting. I just came from four different cities, and uh, speaking and engaging with uh, AI communities, quantum computing communities, all
1: these technologies are really Uh, growing quite nicely right now. That's fantastic. So Jack, I was going through your resume and your background. It's so fascinating. Tell me more about yourself. I'm just waiting (laughs) for you to tell me all about it. Basically, I started as a coder as a kid
0: and uh, coding and loving computers. And I sent myself to computer camp. I told my parents when I was like 12, 13 years old, see ya, I'm leaving for the summer. And I bought myself a plane ticket and left and went to uh, one of the only computer camps at that time. But I was very lucky to find them and get into computers and also then get into both physics and neuroscience in my Mm -hmm. studies. And that led me to AI, to really a fascination with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And how can we get inspired by the brain itself? by neuroscience. It's been very interesting to see the evolution uh, as we understand quantum physics, quantum mechanics, not only as a science to understand the universe, but now also as a way to compute. And so while we have supercomputers out there today and data centers and clouds and many, many companies uh, have all these capabilities, we're not going to get, no one's going to get rid of those. But now in a hybrid way, we're going to be offering a new kind of computer as a field, a quantum computer. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a privilege to be at the cutting edge of that space. And that led me, Neville, to write this book, this quantum computing book, because what I realized in speaking about quantum computing, most people had no idea what we were talking about. And so I said, okay, I need to hunker down. And uh, I just spent six months just writing, writing, editing, and revising. And finally, just 10 days ago, this book now has come out. Fantastic. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. So Jack, tell me, how voracious are you a reader? I, I love reading and I wish I had more time. My only complaint in life is I need more time. Uh, there's a cool service called Blinkist. It sends you an email once a day with a summary of like two screens of a whole book. And okay. so you can kind of like get more done by reading uh, these, these quick summaries. And it's fascinating to read both fiction and nonfiction. I think, Neville, one of the things that we're missing today in the book scene is... Uh, a lot of the compelling science fiction that we used to have. In the heyday of science fiction, Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, it was really critical to the development of science and technology. Arthur C. Mm Clarke, an author of a fictional book, is the one who really invented the satellite. The idea of a satellite without his invention of the idea of a satellite in his book we wouldn't have satellites up there maybe as soon as we did but when he put it in the book engineers and scientists said maybe i can build that Mm -hmm. so i think science fiction is critical to the enterprise of technology you know i think we, we could all get more involved in in the imagination because yes technology is important math physics the the technology subjects are critical but imagination is where it starts and ultimately ends up.
1: Right, so tell me, I'm looking at this book, Quantum Computing on Applied Approach, yeah. who's got target audience on this? The book really is for two different
0: audiences. Mm-hmm. It's for both people in academia, certainly there'll be many universities, and there are quite a few already who are adopting this as a course book, but the bigger target audience for this, Neville, is people in corporations around the world. Mm-hmm. Because I think people in companies around the world, they want to know how can they use this new technology. An example would be Daimler. Daimler right now is using quantum Uh, computing and quantum approaches to Find an optimal way to create an electric vehicle battery, and so when you look at a battery, you want to optimize Neville for weight of the battery, light as possible; range of the battery, long as possible; and price of the battery, lowest possible. And when you look at all the materials, the thousands of combinations. This kind of optimization is the kind of thing that we can ask a quantum computer to help us with. When you think about the cities in India, for example, and the traffic flows, Volkswagen is has initiated a project using quantum computing to model the flows of traffic in cities. Energy is another application. Material science is another application. So when we think about the grand challenges of our world, we need new and novel
1: computing platforms to meet these challenges. Fascinating. Coming closer to India, I understand that you've been to India several times. Quite a few times, yeah. Brand Capital International is doing this Think India series, getting to people out here internationally to say, hey, Think India. What comes to your mind? First of all, I love India. I have a personal
0: love and affection for the country. I serve on the board of XPRIZE. XPRIZE is a nonprofit. Also on serving on the board is Ratan Tata. Mm -hmm. And I got to know about the Tata group from Ratan and from serving on the board with him for over 10 years now. And uh, the Tata group then invited me to come to India. And so I got a chance to visit so many of the Tata companies, Mm -hmm. uh, from Titan, the watch company, to to, Tanishk. uh, Tanishk, the jewelry company, Uh, to, obviously, Jaguar Land Rover, the (laughs) car company. I may be one of the only people from this area who's been to Kerala five times in the last number of years. And all of them
1: visiting Tata outfits? Visiting different Tata outfits. There's even a ceramic maker and a tea plantation. But did they they not send you to the backwaters for relaxation? We had a
0: little relaxation. A little bit, yes. Because, of course, Tata also owns, let's not forget, the Taj Hotels. Yes,
1: exactly. That's why I said probably they would have thrown in a weekend for you out there. we did, we did. (laughs)
0: Everywhere I go to India, in India, I see entrepreneurship. I see excitement. I see energy. And I had a chance to meet with uh, the Ties of India. Each city has its own tie, yes. as you know, yes. and to speak at Tycon and things like that. And so it's very exciting to see the energy in India and also the focus on technology and on STEM. Right. There's a there's a deep, deep cultural focus in India on education. Broadly speaking and more specifically on science and technology, I call india the the, the nation of geeks because and, and I mean that in such a positive way because i 'm a geek and when i 'm in India, I feel at home. you know okay. everyone welcomes me because everyone 's into geeky things over there uh, <laughs> so when I think India, I think about possibility I think about The kinds of things that we see happening now, we know, for example, e-commerce is growing very rapidly in India right now. We see Flipkart and uh, Snapdeal and and now Walmart and Amazon and everyone is involved in e-commerce in India. There are many, many investments now happening in uh, mobile, people on scooters giving you the last mile access to goods and groceries and things like that. When we look at Ola, you know, in terms of Ola cabs and cars and things like that. And Oyo. You know, yeah. Which
1: has become a global brand, yes. sort of a global brand yes. as of now. So, They've just entered so, in the US, you know. So.
0: Exactly. So India is really on fire when it comes to experimentation with these kinds of new business models, e-commerce models. So I think it's a very, very ripe and
1: exciting environment in India. So I have a question, you know, talking about India, entrepreneurship, all that you have seen out there. What are the three things you think they should do to appeal to investors in the Silicon Valley?
0: there's a couple of things. First, this goes for every country. It's not just something for India. In the US, we need to do more. It is to keep upskilling our adult workers in new skills. AI is a great example. When many people went to school, if they were in university, uh, Neville, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, AI was not a big focus back then. Right. And so they may not have gotten all the skills, either as a technologist or even as a business development person or a marketer to know what AI is, to use it in their particular work environment. So I think there's a strong need for continuous learning as adults. And I think this is for every country. This is not an India-specific thing, but we all need to do this in order to be attractive to companies for investment.
1: If India and the entrepreneurs can do half of it, I'm sure they're going to take a quantum leap in what they're going to do. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Jack, for being here and being on our show. We really appreciate it. And once again, all the best for your new book. Neville, thank you so much. Great to be with you.